How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have a story of a crazy Karen that ends up stealing the subscriber's dog. I'm not even kidding you. The Karen actually steals slash abducts the dog. It's absolutely crazy. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new to the channel, and let's just jump right into it and call the subscriber Gabby. So anyways, this all started one day when Gabby was in the dog park, and because Gabby had a dog, it was like, it was a smaller dog, I don't know exactly what type of dog it was, but it was like, maybe it was one of those like white fluffy ones that isn't so big, but it was like a smaller dog, it wasn't a larger dog, that's just kind of an important detail for you to know, um, also because the Karen probably couldn't abduct a large dog anyways, but Gabby was at this dog park that she would go to with her dog on the weekend, so every Saturday, you know, she would drive over and, you know, bring the dog with her, and, you know, they'd be able to walk around, the dog would be able to sniff all these new smells, would be able to see all the other dogs were in the dog park as well. And that's when one day Gabby met, you know, the Karen, who is also at this dog park. So Gabby kind of recognized this older woman who has always kind of been at the dog park, but Gabby and her have never interacted until before this moment, right? So Gabby, this is just a normal Saturday where she's with, you know, her dog in the dog park, and, you know, they're just hanging out, chilling, Life is good. Gabby's dog is sniffing some, uh, you know, sniffing some other dog's butts. You know, standard dog affair. And that's when Gabby's dog turns, looks at the Karen, and barks. And look, it's a freaking dog. Oh, no, it barked at you? Oh, no, that's crazy. No, it's normal. It's standard. But, you know, the Karen was like, oh, good heavens, did your dog just bark at me? And Gabby's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, ma'am. He's, I'm, I'm, he's still, he's a little feisty sometimes, haha. Normally, right, you know, I'm, I'm a dog owner, and, you know, sometimes my dog is just barks at random people. Dude, that's, that's what they do, bro. That's kind of just how they are. Some of them are better behaved, behaved than others. And it's really, like, I don't get personally offended when a dog barks at me. But anyways, right, the Karen is like, you should teach your dog some manners. Like, you definitely have not taught, taken good care of your dog if your dog is barking at random people and going on like that. And, you know, Gabby was a little offended. She was like, what do you mean I, was, I haven't taken good care of my dog? Like, sure, my dog barked at you, but my dog doesn't bark that much. And also, that's not the worst thing. Hey, you know, you know, I, I could understand where you're coming from if my dog was going around biting everyone or like attacking them or like trying to eat some babies or something. Sure. Fair enough. I don't know if she said that last part, but like I get that. But dude, she just barked at you. But the Karen was for some reason completely convinced with herself that like if your dog barks at someone, you know, you haven't spent the time as a dog owner to make sure that they're I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where the Karen was coming from on this, but the Karen kind of just went on and on again about like how like, oh, how Gabby very clearly has not taken care of her dog or whatever and how she's a terrible pet owner. Remember, this is all because the dog barked at the Karen once. Probably because the, the, the dog just got the bad vibes off the Karen. The dog was ahead of the curve. You know, sometimes dogs have these senses that, like, you can't really pick up on. And I think the dog picked up on, like, how insane the Karen was here, bro. I, I swear. I really think that that's the truth here. But anyways, right, so the Karen, so eventually Gabby's like, all right, well, that's fine, ma'am. Because the Karen is continuously going on about, oh, you're such a bad dog owner, man. Stuff like that. So Gabby eventually just gets out of there and goes to a different part of the dog park. And she starts speaking to her dog and she's like all right buddy let's not bark at anyone crazy like that again like you most people don't care but every once in a while you'll get someone like that and honestly karen uh gabby thought that okay well i'm probably not never going to interact with this karen again because sure like 
sure, I'll probably see her again at the dog park. Or sure, maybe like I'll run into her on the street or something. But like if I see her, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be, I'm going to steer clear and away from her because like, bro, I'm not trying to have another conversation with this woman. Definitely not a productive time trying to have any conversation with her. So Gabby was like, all right, well, this is kind of the last time I'm going to see her. And this was until about, you know, a week later when Gabby was at her own house, right? And she was just walking her dog around the block. However, she was walking out of her house, right, with her dog. So it was very clear that she was coming out of that house. And that's when she made eye contact with the Karen, right? And the Karen just happened to be walking around the neighborhood. And they make eye contact with each other. And the Karen is like, wait, I know you. I know you. Oh, there goes Clara. She's barking at something. Karen's like, I know you. You're from... You're the bad dog owner. And Gabby's like, bro, you can't be serious, bro. Like, uh, really? So Gabby kind of just looks at the Karen and thinks to herself, wow, well, looks like I do have to deal with this woman one more time. And Gabby's like, uh, I think you're remembering wrong. Because she's like, yeah, I could probably just, like, <laughs> gaslight this woman to think that her memory's going bad. I'm not trying to deal with her, bro. And sure enough, right, you know, the Karen's like, no, that's definitely you. You were the, you know, the terrible dog owner that your malicious dog barked at me. And Gabby was like, have you really never had a dog bark at you, ma'am? And she completely ignores that question just to continue to, you know, berate Gabby and be like, you're the worst dog owner I've ever met. And you know what? Like, it, it, it's not the dog's fault. It's your fault. That dog, all that dog needs is a bit of training from me. At this point, Gabby's like, wait a minute. So you trying to like pitch me a course or something? Am I being, am I being sold at right now? Like, What? And, you know, and the Karen says, you know what, because I am so kind hearted, because I have such a large heart, right? Because I have love for so many people. And Gabby's like, all right, ma'am, get to the point. And, and I mean, she doesn't say that, but that's what she's thinking. And the Karen goes, I, you know what, I will make a very large sacrifice. I will offer that I will take that dog off your hands and I will give it a truly a good home. And Gabby's was just so shocked at this point. Because she's like, all right, this me- like this woman comes up to me and starts yelling at me and then says that she will take the massive sacrifice of stealing my dog. What? And Gabby's like, no, are, are you insane? And the Karen's like, just more evidence, just more evidence that you were the worst and that the reason why your dog sucks is because you suck. It's not the dog's fault. It's yours. And Gabby is just, she's just so blown away at this point. She's like, the audacity of this woman. God damn. <laughs> no, but anyways, you know, Gabby's like, all right, ma'am, no. Um, I'm now actually going to go walk my dog as I take care of my dog. And my dog is quite well behaved, actually, compared to most dogs. Quite well behaved. And the Karen's like, fine. I didn't, like, I, I can barely handle this level of disrespect and, you know, uh, disrespect to your elders anyways. Like, have, you know, have fun torturing that dog. And the Karen just like kind of like pouts and stomps away and Gabby's like oh my god like I didn't think I was gonna have an interaction with that woman again but I definitely did not think that that was gonna I definitely did not think that that was gonna be my interaction like nevertheless like that that's insane so Gabby walks her dog you know because they walk around in the back and so a couple days go by and something when like Gabby and her mom are in the house they have a backyard that is practically fenced in 
Like, it's not, you could go break into it, or you could, as you'll see in a second, you could push into it, you could kind of break into it, you know, but it's, the dog never leaves, so what Gavin, Gabby's mom, uh, let the dog do is, like, if the dog kind of goes to the door and kind of, like, scratches or whines near it, they'll let the dog out, and they'll let the dog out into the backyard, and when the dog wants to come back in, the dog will just kind of, like, paw on the door again. So basically, the dog has a pretty big backyard that, you know, the dog can go around, can sniff all the smells, can dig up dirt, can go fight with some squirrels, kind of just allows the dog to be outside without any supervision or anything like that. And for that, you know, the dog has also not ever tried to escape before. So one of these days when the dog was let outside, it had been a couple hours and it was about time for, you know, Gabby to walk the dog. So Gabby looks around the house and is like, okay, well, the dog was probably in the backyard and he goes downstairs and goes to the backyard, and the backyard's empty. So Gabby, like, walks out and really looks around, right? She looks around the corners, she looks behind the trees, she looks in the bushes, and that's when, you know when you, like, have lost something or someone, if it's your dog, but especially for me when I've lost, like, my wallet or something, or my phone or something, and you start looking around, and you get, start getting that really terrible feeling knowing that it's lost, and you just, you, you continue to, like, look at all these places. Like, you continue to look under things, and you continue to look, even though you know that there's, like, no chance that they're there. Like, I'll look in drawers I've never opened for years, being like, please be in here, even though it's obviously not, right? And you just get that sinking feeling of, you know, it's gone. And Gabby was getting that feeling of, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My dog's gone. Like, where's my dog? So immediately, you know, she calls up her mom and her mom is like out somewhere. She's like, mom, mom, I think the dog escaped. And, and her mom's like, what? That, the dog's never ran away. And Gabby's like, I don't know what happened, but she's not here. So Gabby's mom immediately rushes back. And while Gabby's mom is coming back to the house, Gabby once again is just kind of going, looking again, looks in the backyard again, looks throughout the house again walks around the block, kind of like the walk that they normally do, like the walk that she normally brings the dog on. The dog is nowhere to be seen. So when Gabby's mom comes back, they both are kind of like, oh my God, what's going on? And Gabby's mom's like, okay, well, your dog probably hasn't gone that far. I mean, maybe, but like a small little dog, how far could it have really have gone? Probably just got confused and lost and this is walking around. So Gabby and Gabby's mom start like going around the neighborhood in their car, looking around. Once again, they're just kind of like driving around, looking for the dog. Gabby has the window rolled down, yelling its name out. I don't know, we can give it a name. Um, <laughs> I don't know, give it a name or something. I, I, I don't know, anyways. So they're driving around and you know, Gabby's mom's like, um, I'm gonna keep driving and looking. If you wanna just like start scouting out yourself, like, I don't, I don't really know what to do. I'm going to go on, like, Facebook and post on, like, the neighborhood group, the, like, photos of her dog saying, like, have you seen this dog? We have not, like, she escaped or something like that. Gabby's like, all right, well, just let me know if, like, anyone knows anything or just, because, like, Gabby was freaking out right now. This was her dog. This was her little baby. And this dog has never ran away. This dog has never even attempted to run away. This dog is hesitant doing a different, like, path. Like, the dog loves routine. Why would it change it up? It just didn't make a lot of sense to Gabby. And later, and or, I mean, if you can see the title of this video, you'll know exactly why it made no sense. So within, very soon, 
you will see one of the craziest things that a Karen has ever done. But real quick, if you made it as far into the video, comment Karen down below. I'll try and heart a bunch of comments that say that. And also, if you do want to support the channel, uh, all you got to do is at some point, maybe after this video, I say this every time, by the way, or maybe later, um, sit down and watch a bunch of videos, or as I say, binge watch the videos, maybe watch one, two, three, whatever. And let me know what you're doing while watching the videos. Are you like playing a video game? Are you drawing, animating, cleaning your room? Or do these videos help you go to sleep? I no longer take offense to that because I watch, uh, I watch like King of the Hill to go to sleep. I actually like that show, man. It's like, it's a good show. I actually like it. Anyways, anyways, let's just get back to the story. Stuff's, stuff's getting interesting. So Cabby is like going around the neighborhood. She's kind of like doing a like job or jog or whatever, yelling out the name of the dog, going around, going around. And that's when... That's when she hears a bark, and you might be thinking, all right, bro, it's a bark. <laughs> like, come on. Dog barks kind of sound the same. However, Gabby was convinced that that was the bark of her dog. So she immediately starts yelling the name again, and she hears the bark again. So she starts to try and, like, figure out where this bark is coming from. She tries to, like, locate the source of, like, the noise. Because, yes, it could be another dog, but this is a first lead that she's gotten ever since her dog was gone. There's not a single other clue or lead or anything. So she's like, screw it. I'm taking this. I'm putting all my chips in. And Gabby, like, goes in the direction of the bark. And it gets her to this house. It's very, very strange, right? And she looks in the backyard of this house. And there's, like, a, the, the only thing that's, like, whole, like between, like, Gabby and the backyard is this row of, like, these shrubs, right? So Gabby kind of, like, pries the shrubs apart because she hears the barking from the backyard. And that's when she sees a dog sitting in the backyard, right, barking. And it's a little white dog. And Gabby's like, okay, I can't be 100% sure. But and in the middle of her thought, the dog kind of, like, moves its head and Gabby sees the collar that's still on the dog. The collar is like a red and black stripe one, and it's the one that Gabby's dog had on before it, like, the dog was abducted, basically. And Gabby's like, there is no way that at this point, this is a coincidence. And this is when Gabby is starting to realize, why is this dog here? Did he sneak through? Like, well, what happened? And that's when Gabby is about to go into the backyard when she hears a door open. So she doesn't push her way into the backyard, but she can, continues to watch. And she hears a door open, and she hears someone walk out. And someone walks out with a bowl of water and puts it down. And guess who it is? It's the Karen. And Gabby's like, oh my god. Oh my god. So anyways, Gabby like kind of retreats for a second, stays behind the shrubs so she can't be seen takes out her phone and sends a message to her mom, explains like massive blocks of text explaining everything. And then also follow, follows it up by like, I can't call right now. I think I'm going to try and get the dog. I don't want to be caught. Right. So sends the messages, closes out her phone and is kind of just waiting. So Gabby like, you know, looks in and sees that like, you know, the, the door is closed. So the Karen is no longer in the backyard, but Gabby is also aware that, you know, the there's a lot of windows that you know movement in the backyard that the dog you know gabby's dog will probably start barking a lot and making a lot of noise when gabby comes to pick the dog up because like the dog's gonna be so excited to see that gabby's there to pick him up stuff like that right so gabby's like all right i kind of got one shot with this 
So Gabby kind of like pushes through the shrubs. It's kind of difficult. And Gabby's looking around and she sees like, you know, she's like, all right, I'm going to have to like really like really like sprint right i'm gonna have to really send it like when i get the dog because going through these shrubs are gonna be hard or whatever she pushes through like the bushes and she's fully through and all of a sudden she hears a barrage of barking it's her dog her dog's running up to her kind of basically jumps into her arms the dog has had a terrible day was abducted by someone right apparently it must have been that the karen somehow broke into the backyard of gabby's house because because like right the karen now knew where Gabby lived after they had that interaction and probably scouted out her house and probably went back another day, another day, noticed the dog was there, and then either picked it up that day or a later day, kind of like broken or whatever. So Gabby, reunited with her dog, is about to turn around when she hears, Stop! And Gabby turns around again, and sure enough, the door is wide open and the Karen is standing there. And Gabby yells like, why did you steal my dog? And the Karen's like, I didn't steal anything. I was just doing, you know, the service that as a dog owner should. Like, I was taking that dog away from the horrible life that he had with you, obviously, by the way it acted, the way it lashed out to me. It was lashing out in pain. It needed me to save it. And Gabby's like, first of all, that's ridiculous. My dog simply barked at you probably because it realized that you were a dog kidnapper. Second of all, you can't go around stealing dogs. You can't be doing that. That's not your place. That's not your place to choose these things. And the Karen is like, I did what I know is right. And now I will do what I know is right by taking that dog back. So Gabby is like, oh, hell nah, bro. Turns around, pushes through the bushes really quickly. And the Karen's like, no, get back here. And Gabby's like all the way through except her leg when she feels a tug. And sure enough, right, she feels two hands on her leg. And she's trying to pull through the bushes, right? And the Karen's like, get back here. And the Karen is legitimately pulling on her leg because she's like in between the line of bushes. And then Gabby starts shaking her leg, shaking it. And then the Karen loses grip. She pulls through. Gabby kind of falls forward a little bit, but let's go of the dog before she like lands on the dog. The, lo the dog jumps down and starts barking or whatever. Gabby picks the dog back up and starts running. And that's when Gabby's like, all right, I think I lost her. So Gabby pulls out her phone, calls up her mom, and her mom's like, oh my God, what happened? She's like, I just like picked up the dog from the crazy Karen's house. I'm at 123 uh, El El Elmer Street or whatever. Like, can you come pick me up? And that's when Gabby's like, actually, mom, um, uh, I'm going to need you to come here kind of quick. I, I don't know where the Karen is. Wait, mom, uh, I'm going to have to get back to you. And her mom's like, what? Gabby, what's going on? What's going on? Because that's when Gabby, like, she thought that she, because she can outrun the Karen, right? But that's when she starts seeing a car coming at her. And sure enough, looking into the windshield, it is the Karen driving that car. So Gabby starts running, right? And Gabby starts running, hops a fence, goes into another backyard. Dogs that are chained up in that backyard start, like, yelling or screaming or yelling start barking at her gabby jumps another fence and she sees like she hears a car go turns a corner right she's like oh shoot she's on me so gabby goes in and she finds the dog park right because the dog park's really close to where the karen lives and kind of close to where gabby lives gabby runs into the dog park and obviously you can't drive a car into the dog dog park so karen parks gets out and that's when gabby calls her mom again she's like the karen is chasing me at the car and gabby's mom's like oh my god this is insane she's like mom i'm at the dog park I need you to idle at, you know, 
748 like East Street because that's like the other side of the park. The park's actually really large. So what Gabby was going to do is she was going to like lead the Karen through the park and Gabby's mom was supposedly going to be at the other side of the park and was going to be waiting for her, right? And then like she'd jump in the car and get away. And Gabby's mom's like, I'll be there in like two minutes. It's really close, right? So Gabby starts running through the park. And, you know, she sees the Karen far away, but the Karen's coming at her kind of like speed power walking or whatever and yelling at her the entire time being like, come back here, come back here. So Gabby's running, 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 gets to the end of the park, doesn't see her mom's car. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. The Karen starts approaching slowly but surely. Like if her mom isn't here in the next two to three minutes, the Karen will catch up. And as the Karen's getting closer and closer and closer, Gabby sees her mom's car pull up and she just runs the other side, gets in, comes in and Gabby's mom's like, oh my God, what? And Gabby's like, no time, go, go, go. So Gabby's mom, you know, gets in the car, drives off and the Karen's yelling the whole time. So, you know, Gabby and Gabby's mom drive around for a little bit before they go back home. Gabby explains literally everything and, you know, the... uh, you know, Gabby's mom's like, all right, well, um, first of all, we should probably get some of the fence in our backyard now so that that can't happen. Um, we should install like a security camera. And then also, can we call the police? So Gabby's mom actually calls like the non-emergency line. So not 911, but the other one explains the situation. They said, wow, like that's insane. Like, do you, can you give a description like of this woman? Cause we'll go talk to her basically explain the, like, if she does something like this again, there'll be consequences. So Gabby starts explaining like what this woman looks like. And they're like, oh, Shelby. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. And Gabby's like, you know, this woman and the non-emergency police officer was like, yes, we get calls about her like every week. She's the worst, but this is probably one of the worst things she's ever done. So we're going to go to her for this time and say that like next time she does anything like that's it. And they're like, actually, thank you for telling us this. She's been causing problems for years now, and now we finally have a reason to tell her, like, it's done. It's over. So you might be thinking that this story is over and that things are going to be good, right? But no. Because when Gabby and Gabby's mom start driving by their house, they see... They, they see... Because, like, you know when you pull up to your house, you're pulling up by the... like the, So there's, like, a sidewalk that leads by Gabby's house, and they're pulling up to their house... And that's when they see someone walking on the sidewalk up to their house. Gabby's like, go by our house. Keep going. Keep going. Gabby's mom's like, why? And she's like, that's the Karen. So the Karen was literally walking to Gabby's house. So Gabby's mom and Gabby, you know, they start driving around again. They're like, oh my God, this is insane. And Gabby's mom calls up the non-emergency line again. And they're like, hey, how can we help you? And and they say, hey, we're the people who called in like a minute ago talking about the dog and the, the old woman, right? And they're like, hey, so we don't know what to do because she is walking up to our house right now. And the non-emergencies line's like, okay, well, I guess if we're going to confront this woman, might as uh, doesn't really matter where. So they send a police officer up to the house and, you know, Gabby and Gabby's mom, like, start idling, like, kind of far away from the house, but within sight. And they see the police officer pull, like, pull up to their house and they see the Karen waiting outside. And that's when Gabby and Gabby's mom drive closely, drive into the driveway and get out. So there's a police officer, the Karen, Gabby, Gabby's mom and Gabby's dog, right? It's a, it's, it's a party, bro. It's going to be so hype. I'm kidding. Anyways, though. So the, so the Karen starts pointing. She says, I know that this little girl is a terrible dog owner. And yes, sure, I broke into their backyard and stole their dog, but I did it for good reasons. And the police officer's like, ma'am, so you admit to doing that? She said, yes, 
but I do in the name of good dog owners. And police officer was like, man, what? <laughs> like, he wasn't even trying to be like, ex- like, explain what you're doing. He's just like, bro, what? But sure enough, right, um, you know, Gabby is like, yeah, she, this, this woman broke in. And like, I had to go into her backyard to steal my dog back. And she was chasing me. The police officer's like, ma'am, turns to Karen. Like, we've had to deal with you for years. There have been cases and cases of you overstepping. But this time, you overstepped way too far, right? You know? There's no charges. These, these nice ones, like these people could very easily press charges. By the way, they clarified they didn't want to press charges earlier. And the police officer said, but if you do one more thing and anything, any complaint comes in, our department is going to deal with this ourselves because you've caused too much stress, too much turmoil, turmoil too much damage to this community by all the acts you've done, especially this one. This is insane. You broke into this young girl. Why do you think she's a bad dog owner? And the Karen's like, well, her dog barked at me. And the police officer's like, what? Is that it? And she's like, well, and he says, no, no, this is insane. You broke into this, this family's house and you stole something of theirs. You robbed them. This is ridiculous. The fact that they're not pressing charges, in my, my opinion, is ridiculous. But if you do one more thing, this department... We'll use all of our resources to make sure that you are no longer a menace to this community. And the Karen is completely deflated at this point. It's like, I understand, sir, and walks away. The police officer is like, guys, if you have any other sightings of this woman, right, please send them in. We'll do everything, right? And, you know, uh, Gabby's mom's like, well, we're getting a better backyard. We're also installing security cameras or motion sensor cameras that'll take videos of anything. And if she's in the backyard again, we'll also have proof and we'll come in for sure. And the the police officer's like, thank you for reporting this. This is insane. She's been a menace for years, but I promise like if anything ever happens again, not even just with you guys, but in general with her, she will no longer be a problem to any of you guys. And they thank the police officer. They go back home. And, you know, Gabby just spent some Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. How's it going, everyone? Today, we got a story submitted by a subscriber of a crazy Karen who steals her pet cat. I know you guys will enjoy today's story, so sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Ava. So anyways, right, Ava had a cat. And Ava's had this cat for a very long time. It was one of those pets that she got when she was much younger. So she doesn't totally... So she didn't get the cat when she was, like, born. But the cat's been her life basically since she can remember. Ava's around 12 at this point, And she got the cat when she was, like, 4 or 5 or something like that. So this cat is pretty close to Ava. There's also been rumors of this lady who lives in her neighborhood. And these rumors have been spread by other kids. You know, parents have talked a little bit between each other. But for the longest time, Ava only thought of these, and Ava's parents only told her that these were simply rumors. What were these rumors, you might be asking? Well, the rumors were of this lady who was just called as the crazy cat lady, and we will call the Karen, the crazy cat Karen, right? So anyways, the crazy cat Karen was rumored to have so many cats And that isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's the way that she was rumored to have gotten these cats, which is the bad thing. She has been rumored 
or Ava was told by her friends. And, you know, her friends are saying, oh, my God, the werewolves are coming out at two in the morning tonight. Ava, be careful. So there's a lot of disinformation coming from these, you know, these other children, right? As it as that happens, it happens. Um, but uh, this time they actually were correct. The story goes that the reason why the crazy cat Karen had so many cats was not because she went to, like, I don't know, Petco or adopted so many cats that needed it. It's because she would go around in the neighborhoods surrounding her, so, like, near Ava's neighborhood and all the other neighborhoods and, you know, suburbs or whatever that were near um, where the crazy cat Karen lived, and she'd go along and she would, like, stock out families' pets, specifically cats, and once she found a family's pets or a family's cats that she really liked, she would wait for the perfect opportunity, steal the cat, and never be seen from again. And this is kind of like one of those, Ava kind of thought it was like one of those, like, I don't know, like one of those horror stories, like, ooh, if you look in the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times, she's gonna come out and get you. It's like, okay, okay. Settle down, Jeremy. It's not actually real. And Ava thought that this, uh, you know, the crazy cat Karen stories were kind of under the same guard of like, oh, it's like, come on now. It's, you can't be serious when you say that. So one, another thing, this, actually, no, not another thing. So this all, like, this story happened when Ava was like 11, 12, something like that. And it was like, I don't know. It was in the summertime, she was off from school, and uh, one thing that, you know, Ava did every single day was she let the cat go outside, you know, there's a litter box in the house, but, you know, she, tr- she let the cat have some outdoor time, maybe wanted to go to the bathroom, maybe just wanted to, I don't know, exist outside. There, a lot of cats really only stay inside, and Ava didn't, like, walk her cat around the block like a dog with a leash or something. But Ava, you know, let the cat go outside, and the cat was good enough that the cat was never going to just, like, run away. The cat, more or less, always stayed very close to the house, always stayed very close to Ava, and every single day, you know, Ava would walk outside with a cat. And so what, one day, one day on the summer when Ava was around 12, she was outside with her cat. And uh, it was just a very normal day, a very normal time of just, like, you know, she went out with her cat, Everything was very normal. Nothing was out of the ordinary, as of now, of course. Because Ava was kind of standing there. She was looking around, and she was kind of just, uh, she noticed something. She noticed that there was this woman who was walking on the other side of the street, the other side of the street from her house. Uh, But the thing was, this woman, who was older and had these, like, glasses on or whatever, was staring at Ava's house, and very specifically her front lawn. And who was in the front lawn? Ava and her cat. So it was very difficult to see where this old lady was staring because she had very big and thick uh, sunglasses on, but it was very clear the direction that this old lady was staring in. So anyways, Ava notices this, but she doesn't really pay super close attention to it, or it, it doesn't stay long in her memory until following events happen, as you will soon see, and she, you know, refers back to this later on. But she does say that she finds it quite, she found it kind of quite strange how the old lady would slow down, almost to like a near stop, but like a very slow shuffle that really didn't get her anywhere. And she was just staring almost intensely. It was difficult to see if it actually was intensely or not, because, I mean, 
it's hard to tell with sunglasses on, but she almost, she almost came to a standstill as she was walking outside and looking at Ava's front lawn. Ava's felt a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, she didn't feel too out of the, it didn't feel too out of the ordinary at first because I don't know, like old people doing slightly strange things. That's not, that's not like, wow, revelation, new discovery has been made. Old people sometimes will do things that are a little bit strange. Come on now. But anyways, things got more peculiar. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. I just woke up. So uh, things got stranger, okay? Stranger things. Uh, by the way, this, this uh, story's on Spotify. First link in the description if you like listening on Spotify. But things got really strange on the second day of the story. So on the second day, it was a very regular day once again. And once again, Ava was out with her cat. And once again, she saw the old lady walk by. And last time, she kind of slowed down almost to a stop as she was looking over at Ava and her cat. But this time, she completely stopped. And she wasn't even walking in the direction anymore of, like, going straight. She turned 90 degrees to be facing towards Ava and her cat. And Ava saw this, like, in the corner of her eye. And she was very uncomfortable. So she was just, like, playing with her cat in the front yard, trying her best not to make eye contact with this lady who was just staring her down. It was so weird and uncomfortable. Just such a strange experience that Ava was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm just not going to make eye contact and she's going to go away. And after what was probably like 30 seconds to a minute, but felt like hours to her, eventually... The who we the, the lady we don't know who she is yet right eventually walks away and Ava says something to her mother about this at dinner time so they're sitting down you know Ava's mother you know made I, I don't know she made but she made something and Ava says hey like something weird happened today and Ava's mother was like yeah what's what happened and she's like there was this like lady yesterday that you know walked by the house and seemed to be staring at you know me and my cat and. Probably says the cat's name, but I'm not going to give the cat a name as I will get way too confused way too quickly. And you guys will be very upset at me in the comments as always. Um, And she's like, oh, yeah, she's staring at me and my cat. And I didn't think much of it because, you know, stuff like that might happen. But today, the same lady came by and she seemed to be staring longer and more intensely. And I don't know, mom, it's just kind of weird. And at that point, they had completely they didn't even they didn't put two and two together with the rumors of the you know, the crazy cat Karen who steals people's cats and, you know, this random woman coming by and looking at, you know, looking at the cats. And, I mean, it, it's like, I, I, it's understandable because it's like, remember, uh, Ava and her parents had put the rumor of the crazy cat Karen in the same category as the boogeyman and the Loch Ness Monster, right? You see a splash in your local pond, you're not going to be like, oh, yep, it's uh, underwater vampires. I knew it. I knew it. They're real. You're not going to make that connection, right? But things get extremely, extremely intense on the third day. And this is where everything happens. If you made it this far into the video, comment Karen down below. I'm just curious to see how many of you guys made it this far. So anyways, on the third day, right, 
Uh, Ava's outside with her cat. As always, she does this every single day. She likes having daily outdoor time with the cat because, like, you know, some cats live 100% inside, but, you know, sometimes they want to get outside. So Ava's out there, and for some reason, right, there is... Ava is separated from her cat for a second. I think Ava turned around to do something, and the cat kind of wandered towards the edge of the lawn, which was totally fine, and in most situations would have been completely fine um, because the cat would have never ran away um, or has never, and the cat is allowed to walk to any point of the lawn that it wants to. So the fact that, you know, the cat walked further towards the curb is not an issue. However, there had been a car idling there. It was very strange. It was like, it was, wasn't parked. It was still on. And Ava noticed it, but she couldn't see who was in the car. So she just thought, oh, okay, maybe it's my neighbors because they had like teenage neighbors or whatever, or parents with teenagers as neighbors. So, oh, maybe it's just one of their friends and they're getting something inside. So they want to leave the car on, but they're going to hop out. Right. Doesn't even, doesn't even like, you know, think of it like that. But as soon as Ava is on like the other side of the lawn and the cat has wandered towards the the sidewalk side of the lawn, if that makes a sense, someone walks out of the car very quickly, or as quickly as an older lady can go, snatches up Ava's cat, and that's when the cat like yell, like kind of like lets out a bit of like a meow yelp. And at this point, you know, Ava turns around and she sees the lady from the last two days and she you know who she sees in her hands her cat the this random lady has stolen ava's cat and this lady turns around doesn't jump into the car remember she's like 65 or something she's not jumping into anything and she's not an athletic 65 by no measures she fumbles back into the car right and uh, the she closes the door and, like, drives off. It, within, like, 30 seconds or less, Ava, at the very beginning of that 30-second interval, she was, like, with her cat, and she turns away for a second. By the end of the 30-second interval, this the cat is gone. Her cat is gone. Some random woman has stolen her cat, and they drove away. However, the car is extremely distinct. It is a red car with like blue stripes. Like, I don't know if you're gonna go around kidnapping cats that if you want the most distinct car on planet Earth. I mean, I have personally never seen a red car with blue stripes in my life, but maybe the crazy cat Karen had a specific style that she liked and it was red cars with blue stripes on them. Um, so Ava immediately runs back into the house and it's like, well, kind of in tears, of course, 12 year old and your cat was just brutally abducted by an old lady. Runs in the house, is basically screaming to her mom what happened. Her mom, like, runs out with her. It's like, what happened? What happened? Eventually, Ava gets it out, says everything that happened. You know, her mom's just like, what? And, uh, you know, they, you know, Ava's mom walks over to the neighbor's house, rings the doorbell, and basically tweet. I almost said tweets out. Sorry. A lot of Twitter notifications. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II. 
just got a thousand notifications that she died so yikes um i didn't mean yikes i'm sorry i'm doing this in one take delete anything that came out weird uh, <laughs> um <laughs> i'm not gonna edit that i don't have the time to edit a anyways not to derail literally everything in this video but they go over to the neighbor's house and the neighbor's like yeah there was a car idling outside and it seemed to drive away quickly basically confirming what ava was saying so ava's mom is like freaked out I mean, she's not just freaked out, but she feels terrible for her, uh, you know, um, <laughs> sorry, Shalat tweeted out something pretty funny, not the time. Um, she feels terrible because, like, her cat is gone, but this was really Ava's cat? You know, this was really, um, this wasn't really her cat, this was, like, Ava's first response, this was, like, Ava's pet, right? It was a family pet, but it really was Ava's pet. So for the next week, remember, an entire week goes by. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the entire week goes by and there's not a sign of Ava's cat. At this point, you know, Ava's basically grieving for the entire week and Ava's parents are kind of trying to figure out a way to tell her that the cat's not, probably not going to be coming back. It's like when you lose, I've never lost a pet, thank God, but when I see those, you know, those posters for lost pet, after about 48 hours, the probability of you getting your pet back just the half-life is terrible. It just shoot, it falls down so quickly, right? And at this point, Ava and her mom, Ava's mom is trying to get Ava's, you know, attention off of her cat. It's a very sad situation. No one likes to see anything like that. And Ava's mom is very desperately trying to, like, find a way to make, you know, her daughter feel better about everything that's been going down. So Ava's mom is just like, okay, you know, hey, you know, Ava, like, do you want to go to the park today? Ava very still very distraught you know still very upset and almost in a state of mourning but also at this point ava you know she's 12 she's a lot of confidence a lot of optimism a lot of hope in the world ava's not convinced that her cat is gone forever but she's still very sad very rattled you know she says yeah mom sure i'd love to go to the park so they get in the car and they drive and they drive for like 20 minutes right and they happen to be in a neighboring town they happen to be, you know, they happen to be driving in a neighboring town, which is close to them, but also happens to be where the park is. And this is very important that Ava remembered the very distinct car. Because Ava, you know how you're in a long car ride? And I did this especially when I was a kid and especially when I didn't have a phone. I would just sit there and kind of like stare out, you know, the window and look at all the cars. Sometimes I would play like, you know, if there's a bunch of, uh, you know, telephone wires, I would play the fake guy running on the telephone wires in my imagination or whatever. Honestly, God, I still do that sometimes, but you know what I mean. She was just like, had her eyes, she was just looking out. And she sees, you know, they're, they're kind of going through like this neighborhood. She sees a red car with blue stripes in the exact, the exact pattern that she saw before. She yells up to her mom, pull over. And her mom, not going to question it, she's also not on the highway or in a situation where she couldn't pull over, pulls over like a block past that house. She's like, mom, I saw the car. And Ava's mom's like, Ava, like you, I think you're just imagining things. And Ava's like, mom, no, you don't understand. It is a, it is a red car with blue stripes. Like, genuinely, like, I swear, like, it is the car, I need to go now. 
Ava's mom was having a lot of pushback. One, she thought that Ava was just a seeing things, or B, it was a coincidence. And also, two, she doesn't want Ava, like, running up to some random house, right? And Ava's like, Mom, Mom, please, I need at least let me go and see the car. At least let me go to verify it myself. So Ava actually had a bit more of a plan, but she didn't want to let her mom know because her mom definitely would not have been a fan of the plan. But Ava was telling her mom, look, just let me, just let me go and look at the car to see if it's actually it. Ava's actual plan was to check a little, do a little bit more investigation than she was leading on. So sure enough, right, um, you know, Ava's mom, after a lot of talking back and forth, is like, fine, you can go and do that. But, you know, I don't, like, this is dangerous. Like, please don't, like, get yourself in any trouble. Which uh, Ava yeah, got herself in a little bit of trouble. But we're getting to that. We'll get to that in a second. So anyways, Ava, you know, at this point is just like, you know, she gets out of the car. Her mom's at the very end of the, uh, at the end of the block. And Ava walks down. And sure enough, in the driveway is the car. It's the car of the crazy cat Karen 100%. It is the exact same pattern, and there's just not a lot. This isn't like, I don't know, a, a, a Ford F-150, like, I don't know, gray color. It's not like a bajillion of those cars on the highway or something. Or it's not like, I don't know. But it is a very specific red with blue striped car. So she looks at it, and then... Ava looks in the window, and you know who she sees in the window? Her cat! Her cat and her make eye contact, and the cat is looking at her like, there's no way this is, like, my owner or whatever, or friend, or whatever you want to say. Like, that's impossible. The, the cat is, like, looking at her, and Ava's looking at the cat. Ava's like, I don't know for 100% sure, but I, but no, I have, like, I have a gut feeling that is 100% my cat. So Ava runs up to the house, to the dismay of her mom, who is parked all the way down. So her mom can't, like, get out and yell at her or anything. She runs up all the way to the front of the house. And she grabs the door, and she tries to open it, and it just opens. The door isn't locked. There's no nothing like that. Ava is not going to knock and be like, Hello, crazy, insane Karen who stole my cat. May I have my cat back, please? I will give you $5 as a token of my gratitude, my lord. And say, yeah, she's not going to do that. So Ava runs into the house, runs into the room that she thinks she sees her cat in. And she makes eye contact with her cat. Her cat immediately jumps into her arms. It's like 100% guaranteed that this is her cat at this point. She's staring at her cat, who she started to believe that she was never going to see again, right? She started to believe that she was never going to see this cat again. And she's just looking at this cat. The cat has jumped into her arms. However, Ava also, as she's, Ava, like, grabs the cat, walks out, and is about to walk out of the house when she looks up a flight of stairs. And at the very top of the flight of stairs is the crazy cat Karen. And the crazy cat Karen says, get back here. And the crazy cat Karen starts waddling down the stairs. Ava bolts it, bolts out of the house, sprints out of that house, bro. She's out of there so fast, runs down the street, meets up. And her mom's like kind of like yelling inside the car or whatever. 
And, you know, as Ava, like, opens up the door, she looks behind her. The Karen has left her house and is on the street, kind of, like, waddle sprinting. I don't know how else to describe it besides very slowly walking intently towards her. So she gets in the car, jumps in, yells at her mom, go, go, go. Her mom, who's just, like, acting on, inf- on like, reflexes, is just, like, not even questioning it, hits the gas, they go, and Ava's mom's like, Ava, I told you not to go into that house. Like, that's so dangerous. I, that woman is very clearly, like, mentally ill. Like, what if she did something insane to you? And Ava just is, like, not even paying attention because, you know what? Ava got her cat back. And uh, that's all that matters here, man. Ava got her Click cat on the video back. on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Look, Karens are the worst, and they believe that they can never be wrong. In today's story... The Karen accuses the subscriber of faking her service dog and actually goes as far as to call the cops. This is just so insane, so let's jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the story, Ellie. So anyways, right, you know, Ellie has a service dog. And I'm not exactly, I wasn't given uh, the exact reason for why, and that's totally fine. All I was told was that the service dog was not because Ellie was blind and not, not because Ellie was deaf, but for a different reason. And uh, that's all we need to know. Uh, but we do. But just for context, the service dog was legitimate, which the Karen did not believe. But we'll get to that in a second. So, anyways, this story all happens one day when Ellie goes to the park. And one thing that Ellie, there's a nice park in her neighborhood. It's very big, spacious, a lot of things to do. So Ellie likes going there with her service dog because one, it's good for her, and two, it's good for the dog. Dog gets some exercise. You love to see it. This all happens one day when the Karen, a Karen, is mixed into the equation. And you already know that this is just room for disaster at this point. So anyways, right, uh, sure enough, you know, she's while Ellie's there with her service dog, and they're just walking as normal. And this Karen comes up to her. And the Karen does the respectful thing in this case, well, is respectful up until this point, and asks politely, may I pet your dog? So this is just a genuinely a good idea in general for all of you guys to do. It doesn't matter if the dog's a service dog or not. Whenever there's a dog, you should always, before you go and pet it, you should always ask the owner of the dog, may I pet your dog? Because who knows? The dog might not be good with people and might bite you, or maybe it'll get really scared and it's like traumatic that a random stranger comes reaching at it, right? I can totally understand why some dogs don't like it. And, you know, it's a little sad because when you see a nice fluffy dog and you just want to go ahead and give it a nice pet and tell it's a good boy, look, I get it, I understand, but at the end of the day, it's just important for you to, like, ask the owner of the dog. And the Karen, in this case, did something good. From this point on, the Karen will not be doing anything good, but at least she did one thing good. So the thing about, like, service dogs is, in most cases, you're not supposed to pet them because they have, like, a job that they need to do or whatever, and they need to focus. Or I don't totally know the reasons, but I just know that's the case. So, uh, yeah, Ellie explains pretty uh, calmly and just like, oh, sorry, no, I can't, like, no. And gives the reason, which is a total legitimate reason. But let's not forget who we're dealing with here. We are dealing with a Karen. And if you ever tell a Karen no or tell her that she's wrong, you're just in room for trouble, dude. So the Karen looks at her with this kind of expression of like, did you just say no to me right now? And look, I get it. It's like unfortunate, bro. I want to pet the cute dog too. Like I get it. And yeah, you were just told no. And it's always a little awkward when you like nicely ask and you don't think it's a big deal and the person says no. But obviously, one, even if it wasn't a big deal, even if this wasn't a service dog, just respect the answer 
of the dog owner. And two, there is a good reason, right? There is a very good reason. And also, like, the Karen probably noticed, like, because, like, service dogs tend to wear vests or whatever that say, hey, like, this is a service dog, it's on job or whatever, so please don't pet it. So there was a very big sign saying, do not pet me, like, I'm a service dog, I'm doing whatever, right? And so the Karen must have been either a combination of offended and embarrassed, because she starts lashing out at Ellie, dude. She's like, that, like, what? Like, I, why can't I just pet your dog or whatever? I'm telling, like, you obviously, like, bought this vest off of Amazon and you're pretending to have it as a service dog. This isn't even a real service dog. And Ellie had never had someone say this to her because it's kind of ridiculous. Like, why would you fake a service dog, bro? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And also, like, why also, even if you think someone is, for whatever reason, why would you go up to them and be like, your service dog is fake? Like, bro, that literally makes no sense at all. Like, why would you even do that? So Ellie looks at her and is like, no, like, there's a legitimate reason. And, you know, Ellie doesn't want to go into the legitimate reason because, you know, some of that stuff is personal. Like, some of the medical information or whatever is personal. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Like, that's totally fair. And the Karen's like, nope, I don't believe you. You are faking it. You are a big faker. Wah, wah, wah. So Ellie is just like, okay, like, there's obviously, like, Obviously, I'm not going to get anywhere in this conversation. Like, I'm not going to get somewhere valuable at the end of this conversation. So why am I even having it right now? So Ellie's like, okay, ma'am, well, I got to go. And Karen's like, don't think you're getting out of this that quickly. You know it's illegal to fake a service dog, which I don't know if it is actually illegal to fake a service dog. It probably is because you're faking something that is like, I think, regulated by the government and given out by certain organizations. So I think just in general, if you say the government said something and they didn't, that's probably against a law. But also, dude, what? So the Karen is like, I, you are gonna stay right here until I get a, a government official to verify this because I know for a fact that you are faking this service dog. And at this point, like Ellie's just like rolling her eyes. She's like, bro, you cannot be serious right now. Like, are, like dude. It's, I'm not faking the service dog. And the Karen is like, yes, you are. And you will wait right here when I go and find someone. And the Karen walks away. And Ellie's just waiting for her, for the Karen to fully walk away so that Ellie can just walk in the other direction. Like she's not gonna wait there for the Karen to go find a quote unquote government official. Like, dude, what do you even mean by that? Like, are you gonna go? It's not like, I don't know, a government building is on the park grounds. Like this Karen has to like get into her car, drive around, get to city hall. And obviously like, I don't know if you guys have ever had to deal with like a bureaucracy in the government. Dude, you're not gonna get a hold of someone right away. They're not gonna be like, oh, citizen, you want something right now to deal with your problem? Oh, of course, we will happily give it to you right away. You definitely don't have to wait in line for days or book an appointment a year in advance. Of course not. This is a well-functioning organization. Okay, that was sarcasm, but look, she knew that Karen was not going to be back for a while. So she dips, and also, why would she stay? Even if the Karen was going to come back in three minutes, there's literally no reason for her to have to, like, prove it. The thing is, though, I Ellie tells me that there's some kind of, like, I... Some kind of like, she had something on her that was like proof for the sake of the story because I wasn't given specific details on what it was. I'm going to say it's a, like an ID card that proves that the service dog's legit. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I don't know exactly what it is. So for the sake of the story, you get an ID card, okay? It might be something slightly different, but for this, for, for intents and purposes of telling the story, it's an ID card. 
So anyways, Ellie had proof on her, but she knew for a fact that, like, the Karen would be like, you fake that as well, because if the Karen's willing to go out of her way to say that she faked an actual service dog, why would she stop at saying that she faked a service dog and not also a card for a service dog? And then there's just no point in having the conversation. So Ellie walked the other way, kind of like, um, it's, it's unfortunate because the Karen definitely ruined that day, but Ellie was going to let, you know, she, Ellie was not going to let this Karen stop her from enjoying her life and having fun. So the next day comes around, right? The next day comes and uh, she walks, she goes back to the park. Ellie's like, I know that Karen will probably be there. And if we see the Karen again, we're just not going to interact. Talking to the dog, right? We're not going to interact, bro. We're just not going to do anything. We're going to just, we're, this Karen is not going to stop me from doing what I need to do every single day. So Ellie and the dog are in the park. And sure enough, they come in contact with the Karen again. And the Karen is like, you. So you already know that stuff's about to go down. And she's like, you ran away from me yesterday. I spent all day trying to find someone and I couldn't, so I came back to the park and you were gone. And uh, Ellie's kind of looking at the Karen like, wait, like you expected me to wait here all day for you to go and find someone to try and prove that I'm quote unquote faking my service dog right now? Like, do you seriously think that I'm gonna like waste my precious time to go ahead and like just to, to be at the very whim of your ridiculous and stupid demands. Like, that's ridiculous. So Ellie just tries to keep on walking, but the Karen steps in front of her and she says, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, not this time. So at this point, the Karen's like, this time, I got you. Karen whips out her phone, calls 911, demands the police arrive immediately. Doesn't really give a reason, but says it's urgent. So they just come, right? The police aren't gonna question you and be like, so what exactly are you calling about? Like, they, if you call them, they, they need to come because there's a lot of situations where maybe you can't be specific or you need to be brief, but they still need to show up, right? So at this point, Ellie's like, am I in a fever dream right now? Like, is a Karen really calling the cops on me because she falsely believes that I'm faking my service dog? Like, no way this is legitimately happening right now. This is actually crazy. So yeah, sure enough, uh, the Karen is waiting there and she's like, don't go anywhere or I will have them chase you down and hunt you down. And at this point, Ellie, like, she wanted to go. You really think Ellie wanted to be here right now dealing with this Karen? No, of course not. But Ellie also knew that this was a problem that was only going to grow and grow if she didn't deal with it because the Karen very clearly came to this park as often, if not more often, than Ellie did. Yeah, so uh, sure enough, uh, they're waiting around, and the Karen is like, you really thought you were going to get away with this, but not until I showed up. And Ellie's like, ma'am, this is a legit service dog. Why would I want to fake the service dog? And the Karen's like, well, I don't know what your intentions to be a criminal would be. I don't understand why any criminals do anything criminal. And uh, Ellie's just looking at her like, that was like the least logical response you could have given to me without just saying straight up gibberish, dude. Like, what are you saying right now? So yeah, the police eventually arrive and the Karen starts clapping. She's like, yes, yes, justice will be served. Justice will be served. And Ellie's just standing there like, 
this is really the worst use of police time I have ever seen. Like they, I don't know, maybe something they needed to actually go and do something, but no, they needed to be here because the Karen was going to have a little mental breakdown if they, if they did not come here and prove that she's wrong. So the police come over and they're like, okay, ma'am, like what's going on? You called us, but you didn't really give us a reason. Like what's going on here? Cause they're like, they have no idea what to expect. I mean, as police coming into this situation, you get a frantic call from someone saying that they need to come. I mean, that could be a whole range of things. Someone could be stalking, attacking her, something like that. There could be a emergency, like someone needs a lot of help. Or they need to figure out immediately what the situation's about. So the Karen goes in a long, starts a long-winded rant about why it's important to uphold the law without saying anything specific. So the police get pretty like annoyed after the Karen's like, it is important for citizens to follow the law, no matter how large or small the law is. If it is broken, it is a moral code that we all stand. Like she goes on this really weird preachy rant about like, oh, we must all follow the law or whatever. It was really strange and just didn't really fit the vibe. It, like they, the police were trying to figure out exactly the details as quickly as possible. So. The Karen was midway through her speech and like Ellie was literally trying to like, she's about to leave at this point. And the police officer is like, oh, ma'am, like, with all due respect, can you just tell us why you called us? And she's like, yes. So this girl over here and points at Ellie and she's like, what? This girl over here is faking her service dog. This is not a legit service dog. And the police kind of look at her <laughs> with a look of like, when you call us saying we need to be here right away frantically, that's normally like a, I'm being attacked at this very moment, come and help me type situation, not a, I have a suspicion about something that doesn't even matter even if my suspicion is true. But since the police were already there, they were like, ah. they're like, ma'am, first of all, it really doesn't matter in this situation if this is actually a service dog or not. Yes, it is technically against the law to have something saying the government said this is a service dog and it's not, but... Is it really, did it really need our attention right now? And the Karen's like, yes, it did. And they're like, yeah, it did. And the Karen's like, arrest her immediately for breaking the law. And the police officers are like, <sighs> bro. So yeah, the police officers are pretty fed up with the Karen at this point, but they decide they, and Ellie at this point realizes that, yeah, the police officers are not on the Karen's side, but Ellie could do something that could completely slam dunk on the Karen right now. She could offer up proof, undisputable proof, basically. So Ellie speaks up for the first time because she hasn't said anything in this entire incident. She said, hey, officers, my name's Ellie. This is my service dog. I don't necessarily want to disclose the reason why I have it. However, I do have proof with me. So she pulls out a service dog ID card. I don't know if that's exactly how it goes, so you can correct me in the comments, but... The, Ellie, the subscriber, did not necessarily say specifically what it was, but she said she had proof. So let's say it's an ID card, government ID that checks, I, I don't know. So she pulls out this card, and the, and the look on the Karen's face is absolutely priceless. Because this is when the Karen realizes that she messed up, that Ellie, in fact, has proof. Because I think at this point, the Karen was a little bit mixed between 
genuinely, I think a little part of her did believe that Ellie was faking, but I think the majority of her, I think a big part of the Karen really was just so butthurt and upset that she wasn't able to pet the dog, or probably more likely that she was just simply told no, that the Karen decided that she was going to make a whole stink out of this thing. And she made a whole stink out of this thing without actually thinking that maybe, maybe Ellie would actually have some proof this service dog is actually hers. So Ellie hands the card over to the officer. The officer looks at it for legitimately three seconds and says, yes, this checks out, ma'am. The service dog's legit. Like, please don't waste your time again. And the police leave. And the Karen at this point is just so embarrassed. And then the Karen's like, oh, well, okay then. And the Karen literally like walks away. And Ellie's just like, wow, okay. And uh, yeah, so Ellie goes there the next day. The next day, she sees the Karen again. But remember, yesterday, when she went to there, when she went there, the Karen was confrontational. She was yelling at Ellie. She was like, you, like, I'm going to expose you or whatever. But this time was a little bit different. Ellie was walking in the park. She sees the Karen. The Karen turns around and starts walking in the other direction, dude. The Karen was so embarrassed to see Ellie because she, the Karen realized like how badly that they messed up. That, uh, yeah, basically the Karen was there at the park for a little bit longer, but after a while, like, the Karen would just run into Ellie so much and, like, turn around that the Karen stopped showing up to the park altogether. 